Hey now, we're doing it live. You're listening to the Julio from New York Show 2.0, episode 118, Studio Ghibli Makes Good Movies. Recorded live on Tuesday, January 7, 2020. This here is my audio diaries, where I rant, I rave, I reminisce, and I spew whatever is on my mind. Today's episode is going to be a short one. I'm, you know, under the weather, so you'll probably hear how nasally I sound. So not a lot, not a lot of stamina going on in this episode, so it should be a short one. Just a couple of things that I've done since the last recording. Not really much to go on. If this is your cup of tea, by all means, sit back, relax, and unwind. Otherwise, there are plenty of podcasts out there for you to listen to. Yeah, I don't have much to say today. <laughs> it's going to be short. And welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm your host, Julio from New York. This is episode 118, recorded live on Tuesday, January 7th. So welcome back. So as I was saying, I am, I'm overcoming a mild cold. I got it sometime last week. I want to say around Thursday, a little bit after New Year's Eve. I guess, I've, I guess as I was recording the last episode, I started noticing my throat was being a little scratchy. And I was just... I was... um, What's the word I'm looking for? I was thinking it was just acid reflex because I was eating crap uh, in that week and foregoing a vegan lifestyle, a vegan diet, I should say. Not a lifestyle because I don't really pay attention to the clothes. It's just the food that I care about. And so I haven't really, I haven't really been eating vegan last week. So a lot of greasy foods, a lot of animal protein. And so I was just, darn it, I can't think of the, the, the term I'm looking for, but I was just um, thinking yeah, the sore throat is from acid reflex, probably coming back because I'm not eating the way I normally eat, and the greasy food is causing this imbalance in my body, causing this acid reflex. But anyway, after the day of the recording, I think it was, that was January 2nd, so like around Thursday, the 3rd or so, uh, my nose was really runny, and I started feeling a little more fatigued. And that's when I realized, oh no, I am in fact coming uh, with a cold. But it, it was a mild one because my throat wasn't like sandpaper, scratchy the way it normally is when I get sick. It was just my nose was constantly running and obviously by blowing my nose a lot, it's getting all dried up and and scratch and scratchy. And so I got to constantly moisturize my nose extra than normal and um, just having problems breathing because my nose is always stuffy. And of course, I had to work this weekend. I could not call out no matter how much I wanted to, but... Whatever, I persevered. I made sure I got enough sleep. I kept hydrated while I was at work. And I, I survived. I survived the ordeal. Uh, today's Tuesday. I worked Sunday. Sorry, sorry. I worked, uh, hmm. I was off Friday. So I worked Saturday through Monday. So Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. On Today's Tuesday. And uh, yeah, I, I just rested up. I feel a lot better. I did my, my errands. So I did my laundry and cleaned my room and I picked up some packages and the packages that came in was my maxi climber that I ordered. So I have no more excuses to not exercise because I have a vertical 
a vertical climber in my room. So if I don't go to the gym to use the elliptical machine, I have this device right here, which is actually supposed to be a better, more efficient workout regimen. So, so I really have no excuses anymore regarding fitness, physical fitness. And of course, I, I also have this new shelving unit that I am using to put my uh, equipment on because I was just keeping them in their boxes and having my boxes spread out. And it was just looking really messy and gauche. And I like having stuff neat and orderly. So now I have this shelving unit. All my equipment fits on that. Everything looks more organized. Now the maxi climber is taking up some space that I didn't quite expect. I thought for some reason it was a lot more compact when you fold it up, but it's not. It's a big uh, six foot three tower as, uh, as of right now when you, um, when you have it in the completely vertical um, shape so that for putting it away, it, it doesn't fit under my bed and um, there's no room in my bedroom to put anywhere except in a corner and, and so it's just staring at me. But I guess it's good because I, I now have, um, I have a constant reminder that, okay, yes, I need to exercise today. Obviously, I did not exercise today. My exercise was the housework and picking up the packages and putting together this piece of furniture and this uh, workout equipment. So I will probably start using the Maxi Climber tomorrow and, uh, and you know, in um, not search, but in pursuit of wellness, uh, which I need to do. And I mean, I'm obviously still sick, so I'm going to try to take it easy. I'm not going to go crazy on it. It's just going to get acquainted with the machine. But, but yeah, no, I have no more excuses. I can't use the weather as an excuse to not go to the gym because I, I have a gym right in front of me. So that's definitely not an excuse anymore. So I have a gym membership, which I'm getting reimbursed for. And of course, I have this uh, this vertical climber, which will be a better workout than the elliptical machine anyways. And I have access to it all the time. I always have access to the maxi climber because it's right here. It's literally three feet away from me right now. So anyways, moving on. Uh, one last thing, actually, and we're at the six minute mark. So like I as I predicted and as I promised, we are definitely doing a short episode today. As I mentioned in previous episodes, I'm sure that I'm trying to watch more film because I'm a film major. And so I just need to broaden my palette. And instead of focusing on TV shows, I should watch more film. Uh, of course, what I was having trouble picking something. But then I realized, hey, I have this studio Ghibli. I think it's pronounced Ghibli. It's G-H-I-B-L-I. The people who make uh, Torturo and Ponyo and Princess Mononoke. All of those uh, wonderful Jap anime, animes that, that won several awards and had high critical acclaim. I have this collection of theirs. And I've not watched much of their stuff. I think I've only watched, well, as of right now, up until this episode anyway, I've only seen um, Ponyo and uh, Totoro. I might have seen one other, but I can't remember too clearly what that other one might be. But this past week... Before this recording, I want to say, well, the day I realized I was sick, I think it was Friday, I finally saw Howl's Moving Castle, which was a nice, it was it was a fun movie. I had no idea where it was going, but I was completely in awe of the the work, the the artwork, the animation. There was just so much amazing detail and 
they just don't make animation like this anymore. And uh, you can tell that a lot of uh, animators were involved in the production. And of course, this was definitely a more modern animation uh, because there's uh, you could see that there was CGI implemented because that's what a lot of anime does now. They, they have hand-drawn animation, key animators as they call them, which I'm learning from this anime that I watch about making anime, about an animation studio called... Uh, uh, crap, I don't remember the name off the top of my head. I think it's called Shira, Shirako. You know what? Let me just get my phone. That would be an easier thing to do. Let me hold on. I'll be right back. And I'm back. And the anime in question is called Shirobako. So Shirobako is a uh, slice of life anime series about an animation studio whose name I can't remember. You know me and names. I don't remember them. But it's an anime about an animation studio struggling with, um, you know, keeping up with their um, projects for anime. So anyways, this movie, Howl's Moving Castle, is very... I mean, you see the introduction of computer animation in between the hand-drawn animation. And, and, and generally, you always see CGI when it comes to vehicles. In this case, it was the trains that were coming through and some of the... I don't want to say planes because they weren't really like planes. They were, they looked more like it was it was sort of steampunkish. It was like rowboats, but they are floating, and instead of paddles or oars, it's like it's like uh, hand fans. You know how you use a thing to fan yourself, but these were the wings of these ships, and somehow it was keeping them afloat, even though it looked like hand fans. So I don't think that was really maybe the body of those device of those flying objects were computer animation, but it was it was definitely, a, that was a perfect example of a complete hybrid of key animation and CGI. So like maybe the hull was CGI and like the guns on it, but the rest of it was, or the major, the bulk of that, the, um, not device, that vehicle was hand-drawn. And of course the trains were definitely CGI, but everything else, the, the characters, the the background, the skies, the the land, all of it was key animation and it was a great it was an interesting story about this plain woman who uh, is a hat maker and yeah like i said i don't remember any any of the names but she basically falls in love with this sorcerer named howl it's his castle and there's this never-ending war that seems to be happening and you don't really know who the enemy is you just know this one kingdom is having a war I think they're having a war with another nation, but the other nation really doesn't play a part because at the end of the movie, the the nation that, that was trying to pursue Howl to be their their main magician, they just decide, yeah, we're just going to stop this war at the end of it. So they could have stopped it at any point in time, but it was a, it was a war of uh, source. I don't know, whatever. And they were trying to pursue him, and at the same time, they were trying to kill off any wizards and sorcerers that quote-unquote, went bad. And the definition of going bad was they weren't giving their allegiance to this monarchy, so to speak. And the, the girl, the, the, the hat maker, she leaves her shop. She um, is trying to go through the back alleys to get to her sister's bakery, I think it, I think it is, or not a bakery, but a, a place that makes chocolates, a chocolatery, uh, a chocolatery, whatever, a chocolate shop. And she gets stopped by the soldiers in the alley. 
and they're trying to pick her up and she's like trying to get away from there but they they just get more and more aggressive and this blonde guy shows up and uses a spell and you, of course you find out that that's how but he uses a spell to get them away from her and escorts her out of the alley but now she he's being chased by what's this character this enemy at the time called the witch of waste and she's sort of blobby looking and her cre- and her creations or creatures are sort of like slimish anamorphic creatures so now that because he was escorting her they associate her with him and so the witch visits her shop later on and turns her into this old woman now what's weird is okay so now you think she's gonna be an old woman the whole time but whenever she gets really emotional and like shows her love for the sorcerer howl she starts looking younger which is never explained why does she keep changing from looking old to looking young the first point uh, part where they show her looking young is when she's sleeping so it's like okay so when she's asleep the spell doesn't i, I don't know whatever the spell goes away because she's asleep so and, and there's a lot of fairy tales where like at night um like there was this frog princess russian folktale where at night she looks like herself like the like the princess the queen that she princess or queen that she is but in day, because you know everyone's asleep, it doesn't matter. But in daytime, she turns back into a frog because this uh, creature who wanted her, who she um, rejected her his um, approaches, he he cursed her. But anyways, so I guess this was sort of that similar theme. At when she's asleep, she looks like her young self. But then when she wakes up, she looks like an old self. So that that right there was consistent. But then, as I mentioned, as the movie progressed, the more she showed her emotions and her feelings for how she would start looking she would start getting younger and it, it was weird they never explained that either but that aside because whatever fairy tales aren't ever clear i'm starting to see that a lot especially with asian folktale and and well russians which is in sort of in the same area so they probably have similar influences they um yeah they never they're a little wishy-washy and i, I didn't mind it that much like i said you know with star wars always breaking their rules with fantasy and this not being science fiction this is a fantasy anyway so you're gonna not, not necessarily have um complete concrete rules that are always followed to the letter it was a good movie overall i loved it the ending was a little ambiguous kind of but whatever i already finished the movie so it didn't matter at that point but the animation was very amazing like i was definitely in awe of it and yeah, that's really all I have to say. I mean, I enjoy the movie. Um, that's the latest film that I've seen. I will definitely watch the rest of those. Don't know if I'm going to finish them before the beginning of my current semester, but I will definitely try to see more of them. There's uh, Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, which obviously I want to see. And of course, I'm I'm seeing the subtitled versions. I do not care for dubbing. I rather hear it in its original Japanese, and I have no problem reading subtitles when I watch a film. So that's really all I have to say for this week's episode. If you have any questions, comments, what have you, you can reach me on my website, juliofromnewyorkshow.com. Go to the contact section of my page and reply to me there. Or of course, you can also see me on Twitter. I'm at juliofromny and reach me there as well. So until next time, thank you for listening.